Welcome, lacrosse friends, to episode three of Lacrosse Link. We're excited to keep things rolling, excited to have you back. Hope you're enjoying the shows. Please do remember to subscribe, to check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and of course, our YouTube channel. All the shows are up there. This week, we are speaking to the general manager of each of the Tuareton Lacrosse League teams after their draft. We also have a couple of players on. I'm Stephen Stamp. Along with Tanner Fetch, we'll be talking to them and bringing you the best of what is going on in the lacrosse world. Make sure you stick around after the interviews for the rundown. There'll be so much more to cover. Beautiful play, Aaron Gray. He is having himself a tournament. So he's definitely uh, physical, um, athletic, and somebody to be watching for. In the middle, it just bounces off. We are joined first by Jake Hendhock, the GM of the Six Nations Arrows. And I'm very curious, you take Alex Simmons first. I'm wondering if you had him as the top guy on your board and then you happen to get the number one pick, or did you wait until you found out a week before the draft that you're going to have the first pick and then really whittle down the top of your board. I think talking just myself personally, I've always thought in his age group, he was always the top guy. I, I told him when I talked after we talked to him and even before the draft there that, you know, I, I liken his game to uh, maybe like a Tom Shriver, you know, not, not the biggest guy, but definitely athletics uh, IQ. He's top notch and, Obviously, we know skill-wise, he can put up, he can reduce some real damage there. And um, like I told him, just watching him the last few summers and uh, how he helped his team eliminate us in the past few playoffs. There, you know, it, it's hard not to go against that guy and and take him as as the top guy in this uh, draft. He's so talented. So I'm sure when you, as you said, when you got the you, you the draft lottery happened, you got first pick. The, the positive is you get you get Alex Simmons, the guy you wanted. The downside is then you have to wait seven picks. But to me, it worked out pretty well because I thought with Landon Kells, you get a great goalie. And in Matthew Wright at nine, I think he's a guy that generally is overlooked or underrated a bit, but he, he's a stud. He's a heck of a player. Absolutely. It's funny you said that about Landon. When I actually called him the other day mm-hmm. to talk to him, I, I said, I, I didn't call you to talk to you before the draft because I personally didn't think that – you're going to be available when we picked again. And thankfully he was And you know, goalies like that, they're, they're tough to come by, especially at a young age like that. And um, just having him uh, work with uh, Del Bianco the last NLL season. And then again, we'll have him with uh, Doug Jamison working on our bench this year. It's just going to help him immensely along with the goalies we do have, but then just even with Matthew Wright, like you said, he's very underrated. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. And, I think in the next year or two, he's really going to turn some eyes. Now, you take the forward in Simmons, the goalie in Kells, and then eight of your next nine picks are on defense transition. Was that a conscious decision you felt you needed to add defense, or was it just best men available? A bit of both. Um, I think it was always the intention to go best player available at that point, and obviously uh, a few, the next few guys, like you said, were D guys, and um, – a lot of them are, they're really good players in their own right. And like guys, I just didn't think we're going to keep falling into my lap. And like, I, it's, I can't just not say, can't pass on guys. Right. And you know, like there's guys like uh, Phil Mazuka, I believe I took Nixon, Chris wire that they, they they're in the NLL now with the Toronto rock. They're being drafted. 
you know, it's hard to pass up on that. Uh, a Michael Jackman, he's, I think he's six, three, six, four at 19 years old. Like he's got good size Cornell as well. And, um, obviously Nungo Thompson, you know, he went in the third round of the NLL draft and he was an every game player for the Halifax Thunderbird PK out in the ball team and Mason Kaminga, he's the ultimate team guy and just talking to him. He's quite the character as well. And, you know, it, it, he was mentioning like a, all these guys are mentioning like we had a few few of our hometown guys message them and just welcome to the team. And it, it, it's good that they feel pretty good about the selections we made as well. So, the first overall pick in the first ever TLL draft, Alex Simmons. Welcome to Lacrosse Link. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So pretty exciting stuff. I think, uh, you know, it's been a big year, obviously, of the MSL draft where you go second, you have this draft where you go first. There's just a lot going on, considering how little has been going on on fields and, and floors around. What's it been like for you? And what, uh, what, when did you hear from Jake Henhawk and the Arrows? And, and what did you think when you got the call? Oh, it's been crazy, I think, for anyone, any lacrosse player over, you know, this time in Ontario and even Canada and uh, you know, we just want to get back out there. And I think uh, it's been kind of killing us, uh, especially hearing about the MSL not playing this year either. So I, uh, Jake reached out to me about a week ago or a week before the draft. Um, you know, I didn't really know much about the league. Um, and then uh, he kind of reached out and said, you know, we'll, we'd love to take you one. And, um, you know, just kind of had to do some research on the league. So, so as you, looked a bit more into the league and realized there's a chance to, to come and play against, obviously they're looking at some pretty solid competition. And uh, I would imagine though, the, the big thing, like you said, just getting on the floor, getting the stick in your hands, getting in a box and uh, getting to compete again after so long has got to be exciting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, you know, missing out on this the past two years, it's, it's been, you know, kind of killing us, you know, love the field game, but uh, everyone in the summer, you know, coming home, uh, you, you kind of, get excited for the box that, you know, competing for a man cup or a, a Minto cup for that. Um, and now, you know, with this new league, it's like, you know, at this point it's, it's great. I think uh, getting a chance to go back on the floor and compete with some of the guys you've been competing against like your entire life is, is pretty thrilling. And I think uh, when we get back out there, it's just the environment's going to be crazy. And I think it's going to be fast and quick and uh, you know, it's just really exciting time for Ontario lacrosse, I think. So it should be fun. So as you start in, obviously, a new league with a new team, you're going to have new teammates and everything. There's a lot to get used to, again, being back on the floor and getting back in the box and all these new factors. What do you think the adjustment will be like and how do you plan to be prepared to play? And what's going to be a, a tournament, a very short tournament schedule with not a lot of time to adjust? Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, probably difficult for many people and including myself, uh, you know, not really low having the stick in the hands here at school and most guys will too. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, the first time out there, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody, you know, you know, don't, you know, there's going to be mistakes that are made, obviously, and I think that's just part of the game. And I think that, you know, we're going to have to work around that and, you know, playing with new guys, especially the Six Nations team with such skill and, and such an IQ for the game. I think it's going to be really exciting. And, and just to have everyone back out on the floor, I think, you know, it's going to be intense. People are going to want to whack each other. People are going to want to score. And, you know, with the new rules and the NLL rules, it's going to be a different pace, unlike the, uh, you know, the Ontario League that we were playing in before. It's, it's going to be exciting, a new game, and it's going to be fun for people to watch, I think. So we're all stoked to get back out to the rinks and very excited to see you play. Uh, congratulations again. And thanks for being with us, Alex. Thanks. I really appreciate it guys. Thanks for having me.
And I'm joined now by Oshawa Knights, Terry Lloyd. Terry, thanks for joining us here on the Crosslink. Thanks, Tanner. You're welcome. So looking at your draft results, you selected Kyle Waters first with your first pick. Was he someone you had in mind the whole time? Or what was your reasoning behind going after him and getting that offense right off the hop? Uh, because because uh, Six Nations arrows picked the first, I was sort of a little bit apprehensive of uh, saying anything or doing anything. So I was, it was all contingent on my pick was according to what um, Six Nations did. Obviously, if they had a picked Kyle Waters, I wouldn't have been too upset to take Mr. Simmons. <laughs> but uh, they took uh, Alex, so I ended up taking Kyle, the second pick. For sure. And then your first two picks were offensive guys. And then, then the third pick, um, kind of a steal there, I think, with Cam Dunkerley who plays net for the Saskatchewan Rush. Um, how important was it to add a goalie early in the draft? Yeah. Well, as we all know, goalies is, is the most important position almost you have in the team. And I thought I might have a bit of a, if you want to call it a bit of an in, due to the fact that two of my coaches, Adrian Sorichetti and Jordy Jones-Smith, are both co-players with Cam in uh, Saskatoon. So I thought... If I picked him, I might have a good chance to sort of get him here. And then looking at your results again here, what edge do you think your team has going into this season? Well, I think I think for us, like any anybody can almost score because we have such talented rosters. Everybody does. So I'm sort of looking at the other end, and uh, you know, not the aforementioned Cam is going to be a, a, a very important part of our team, and. Uh, I think a Mr. Hendricks that we drafted, Tyler from Ottawa. I think he's a big body, and I think he's going to help us out. And uh, you know, even even uh, even a guy like Peyton Cormier, who's still playing in the NCAA's uh, in the championship game tomorrow, as a matter of fact, I think he is in the championship game. Uh, even he's a big body. So most of our most of our uh, skilled players are of really decent size. That's good. Then you can have a shutdown defenders. You got the good goalie and the snipers out the front gate. Sounds like the Oshawa Knights are going to be a team to watch here in the TLL. Thanks so much, Terry, for joining us. And I look forward to seeing your squad on the floor. Thank you, Tanner. Appreciate it. Hi, this is Jaden with Al Anderson Source for Sports. Excited to tell you that we got all our new lacrosse product in for this upcoming season. Whether you're playing box or field, our lacrosse experts are going to make sure we get you into the right equipment to elevate your game. 
At Al Anderson Source for Sports, we know our stuff. Joined by Jeff Snyder, the GM of the Tri-City Havoc. Welcome to the show. And I want to ask you right away, I know, I'm wondering how big of a role geography played. Because I noticed you did, for your first 10 rounds, mostly stick to the west side of Toronto, which, which makes sense you know, logistically for you, right? Definitely. I think we tried to do a couple of things. We tried to, uh, to get multiple guys from multiple centers. Uh, and then we tried to... Uh, to stay a little bit in our own backyard at first. Uh, then we ventured out, obviously, as we got a little further along in the draft. When you did venture out, you go in rounds 11 and 12 to Ottawa, multiple guys from the center again, although both have been playing in uh, closer to the Toronto area, but Nathan Grennan and Curtis Conley, both of whom, I think Grennan has a potential to be a first round NLL pick. Conley was a fourth rounder, which I think was a bit of a steal for Colorado there, but that's some pretty great talent to add that late in the draft. Absolutely. When you say it was a steal in the fourth round, uh, think about getting him in the 12th round. So uh, we, we just couldn't pass him up uh, that late, even though the uh, geography, we know the guys want to be home in the summer. Uh, they're gone all year, but uh, they're, they're used to travel. So Now you've got to blend, obviously, the players you've protected with the players you've drafted, and you've got to do it quickly. So I'm curious what your strategy is for getting these guys. You've obviously got a lot of talent. You just look at the list of players. There's plenty of talent. It's a matter of getting everyone playing together in a couple of days of practice to get ready for the tournament that's going to go quick, too. Yeah, that's obviously not going to be my uh, my task. That's going to be John's task. Uh, but, uh, you know, we were, again, part of our strategy was getting guys a uh, couple from each place or guys that maybe played together in the uh, in, at school uh, so that they're at least familiar with each other. Uh, that takes some of those barriers down a little quicker. And and most of these guys are used to playing in, in that type of an environment where they've played in multiple teams and they've played in, in showcases. And so... Uh, they're all uh, they're all premier athletes, so so they'll get uh, they'll have to figure out their packing order, you know uh, exactly where everybody fits in that uh, dynamic. But we think we got some pretty good leaders there that'll uh, help massage that. Was there one player that you were just really surprised he was still sitting there and just couldn't wait to to pull the plug, pull the trigger? Uh, was there one? I, I was kind of surprised that Zavitz uh, slid to, into the fifth round. I think that would be a surprise, uh, but. Honestly, with, with only four teams, uh, it was a pretty deep, deep draft. And uh, so I think, uh, oh, I don't want to speak for the other guys, but, you know, we were trying to hit some of the, uh, the, the I don't want to say holes, but some of the areas that we thought we needed to make sure we had uh, some, some redundancy or some, some upgrade in. So I think that's probably what everybody did. I don't think if you were just drafting on, on pure skill or pure, uh, um, you know, who was best in a larger draft, it might have might have played out differently. Jeff Snyder, thanks for coming on. Lacrosse Link, and uh, we certainly look forward to the season. Thanks for having us. All right, fans. And now I am joined by Stuart Brown of the Burlington Blackhawks. Stuart, what were the key qualities you were looking for when you were pick looking through your draft picks? Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, we, you know, we uh, we looked at the the whole picture. Obviously, you know, scoring right and left-handed um, scorers, uh, both on ball and off ball, I think they were kind of priorities for us early on, um, you know, and, and much like the other teams, you know, sort of a, you know, wait and see what, what trickles down with us picking at four. Um, you know, it was a, I mean, we all would love a shot at the first five or six picks. So whatever tripled to us at four, we're happy to take. And then, you know, kind of 
had to make another strategic pick at five because we wouldn't pick again for a number of picks. So uh, at four to get Thomas McConvey, um, obviously, you know, huge scoring talent, big, strong player, left-handed, uh, you know, led junior A uh, in scoring in, in, uh, in 2019. He's obviously got the pedigree to do it, uh, you know, gets it done. He, he's a full floor player. I think in the, when you look at a guy like that and then in the NL rules and when we get into, you know, seeing him play in a professional game, He's one of those guys that can play both ends of the floor, um, you know, really effectively. Uh, and he's a great teammate, great you know presence. I've, I've known him for a long time. Uh, played in my club program, so we're 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 thrilled and shocked to get him at fourteen, and, and real excited. And speaking of NLL rules um, that the TLL is going to be playing by, how important was it to add those guys who have pro experience, like Matthew Sykes, um, who know those rules and have played by those rules and adding them to your roster. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously that, that brings a huge element uh, to our team, you know, in terms of competitiveness, uh, competitiveness, but, but also like, you know, there's, there's guys that we've, you know, we picked up that, that maybe aren't household names yet that, you know, when you look at the NLL game and there's less off ball hitting, you know, less of that kind of clutch and grab defense, you gotta be, you gotta have better feet, better positioning, better IQ to play at that next level. And I think, and you guys and, and you know Stevens obviously done a, a great job of like tracking that as um, you know in terms of NLL draft prospects that maybe were a little underrated in juniors. So I think you'll see a little bit, you know, a little bit of that in our draft in terms of you know we look at guys that have uh, you know bigger bodies but maybe better feet and a little bit better IQ that are maybe up and comers. But like we were thrilled to get at wires where we got them, and then even more thrilled to get. We're as thrilled to get, you know, Matthew Sykes where we got him as well. I mean, those are, those are two guys. I mean, I, and I'll, I'll kind of predict it here, but when, when uh, Cam Wires enters the NLL draft when he's done college, he'll be a first rounder. He'll be a top six, seven pick and, and no doubt in my mind. I think you have a lot of guys in your lineup that is going to make it exciting for fans. They're going to grow into household names in the National Cross League. And it begins right here with the TLL. Thanks so much, Stuart, for joining us here on the Crosslink, and we'll talk to you again soon. And now I'm joined by Jason Knox, protected player on the Burlington Blackhawks. Thanks so much for joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me. So what are you most excited about here with the upcoming TLL season? Um, I'm really excited just to play. You know, a lot of us have been sort of stuck uh, not having box for uh, last summer, and it's just been it's been a terrible time and so I'm really looking forward to just getting back having seen my friends again being able to play I know it's the pandemic really put a kink in the in everybody's chain here with box lacrosse and lacrosse in general across Canada so I know TLL fans are excited lacrosse fans are really excited to see you take the floor what do you feel is the most important aspect that you can bring to the Blackhawks organization um just ball movement uh, especially I've played with a lot of great players in the past with the Burlington Chiefs and uh just looking to bring that sort of aspect into our offense with uh, the new Blackhawks. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to get out there and play. And I know I spoke to Stu about it as well, but playing with the NLL rules, what do you think that's going to be like? Is it going to change the dynamic of the game? It's going to make it more exciting. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Definitely uh, the bigger nets and the no wooden sticks for the goalies is going to be nice for shooters, especially just having uh, a little bit more space to, 
you know, be able to shoot the ball. The turf field um, or the turf carpet is uh, it's going to be different as well. I'm used to playing on concrete. I've never really played on turf, so that's going to be new and interesting, but uh, it should be fun. And the bigger nets are always uh, a good help for shooters like yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And the smaller spoon, you can't complain. Um, if you had one thing to say to TLL fans here prior to the season, I'll give you the floor here and you can uh, say something to TLL fans, what they can expect here for the upcoming season. It's going to be fast paced lacrosse, just like how junior A is supposed to be played. And um, there's a lot of talent in the league this year and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great time to watch. So I'm really excited. I'm excited as well, Jason. I think the fans are excited. Make sure you stay tuned for the August upcoming season to watch Jason and the Burlington Blackhawks take the floor in the TLL. Thanks, Jason. Hi, this is Jaden with Al Anderson Source for Sports. Excited to tell you that we got all our new lacrosse product in for this upcoming season. Whether you're playing box or field, our lacrosse experts are going to make sure we get you into the right equipment to elevate your game. At Al Anderson Source for Sports, we know our stuff. Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Why aren't you clicking the link below to visit lacrosselink.com? All right, lacrosse friends, we are at the rundown portion of the show. Some say it's the most exciting part of lacrosse link. We have a good time. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournaments and in the men's D1, very exciting game with Virginia winning over Maryland and a nail biter. Uh, the women's game had Boston College winning their first ever championship, Charlotte North helping to lead the way. And she has been amazing this year. Uh, just great for them to get that first win. And we got to talk about the D3 men a little bit because that was incredible with the RIT coming back in the final 20 seconds to tie the game and force overtime. And then Ryan Barnable with a great goal to finish things off in overtime and very much a box across goal, catching and shooting in tight space. There's nothing like clawing your way back and winning it in overtime. It's a miracle story. It's such a good finish for the team. Again, just like you said, the Cavaliers back-to-back -back champs, 17-16, another thriller on the field. It was Maryland's first loss of the season, so definitely a good finish on that one. And now speaking of winners, the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse League, they are winning because they have a season set here. They plan to hold a modified season coming soon, and they are adopting rule changes which Ontario Junior had proposed. Um, so they're basically adopting the NLL rules, which is the eight second to cross half back over violations, the crease rules and the small spoons. Rocky Mountain won't be adopting the small spoons, but everything else they will be. I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be great for the game. I think it is really great for the sport. I mean, I know people are grumbling. I've seen it on uh, online. People saying it's not lacrosse. It's not, it's not real lacrosse because it's not sticking with the original rules. But, I mean, which set of rules, right? 1400s, 1600s, uh, 1870s, the 1910s, 1950s. What rules are the rules of lacrosse? I think it's, uh, it's just going to make the game more exciting, more watchable. Uh, I don't mind some more goals. People are complaining that we don't need more goals. I think it doesn't hurt. Now, um, Sean Agus from the RMLL was clear to say, hey, we're not – 
bringing on rule changes, they're um, enhancements because MAs cannot make, that's uh, member associations can't make rule changes. The CLA has to do that. Ontario did say changes. Yeah, and you know what? He said, I did talk to Sean as well. We both mm -hmm. did. And he said they weren't rule changes. But when we talk about the crease changing, that is a rule change. Mm -hmm. Now you can break the plane. It's a flat crease instead of the cylinder. And you can scoop the ball out of the crease and shoot it into the net. Those are rule changes in my opinion. But either way, still exciting for the game. The one thing, uh, the other point, BC doesn't have an opinion or a comment yet. They have a meeting tomorrow night. And Carl Christensen did say they're, they're sure, he's sure that it'll come up in the meeting and they're going to they're going to discuss that as well and i think this might change the game of box across canada forever i know we got other topics to talk about but this <laughs> is an exciting one this is a big one within the box game within canada so i'll move us along here otherwise we could chat all day nll off season is open signings have started mark matthews robert church burns are the big ones that are have happened so far um i'm excited to see the nll take the floor we've been waiting fans have been waiting uh, I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat, just like everybody at home. This is very exciting stuff. It is. You know, uh, Mark Matthews and Josh Byrne, two absolute star lefties, both signing for three years. Uh, Robert Church, I believe, was two years. But, you know, Saskatchewan with a ton of free agents. They've got to get signed, so they've started signing them. There was no big announcement either. Just We just started seeing announcements of the signings, not anything saying the league year was underway. So, uh, uh Things are coming. You know, there's going to be the, the Hall of Fame announcement, the expansion draft. There's a lot coming in the NLL that's going to start building to getting back on the floor. And I we're going to don't go ahead. Sorry, I think <laughs> you got a tough job ahead of you, right? You got so many free agents, so many signings to deal with. It's got to be stressful within that clubhouse right now. Finally, we're going to close out with another league that's starting and starting very soon. The Premier Lacrosse League gets going this weekend. They've got five games at the Boston area Gillette Stadium. And, uh, you know, for, for field lacrosse fans, it's kind of that fast hybrid game. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they do out of the bubble approach that they had last year and into a regular the, the touring format that they used in the first season. That touring format is really good, right? Because fans... It creates a special event for fans in each hub center that they are. You don't really have a home city or a home base, but fans all across, it's like watching a musician or your favorite band travel. You want to hit the show and they come to your city, you want to be there, right? So it does create that special atmosphere. They are mic'd up. It is pretty cool as well. And some of the things they're doing with the broadcast, we spoke about this. Um, I think it's really exciting. Tyson Bell did share some pictures on his Instagram. He had his helmet, his gloves, and right in the background view was Gillette Stadium, home of Tom Brady and the Patriots or the championships Tom Brady since we've done. Yes. But this is a big place and it's a great place to kickstart the PLL. Yeah, I I get it. The the touring thing, there's some some cool aspects to it. I like having a team rooted, having a, a home place. So I, I can I, I don't know if they're gonna go towards that eventually. I find it hard to to remember you know, which team is which, which players are which when they don't have the city, they don't have the geographical location. I might just be a dinosaur, but the broadcast stuff, I agree with you, I think has been great. I think, uh, you know, it's a little weird. Sometimes a guy like just scores a goal and they're talking to him and he, he's chatting away with him. He's like, oh, got to go. And he's getting a pass, right? Like, I think it's pretty cool, though, some of that the stuff on the field that they're doing. And I think they're they're really breaking some ground for, for the sport. So, uh, 
that'll wrap it up for the rundown and for episode three of Lacrosse Link. Thanks to all our guests from the Twyerton Lacrosse League. We're happy to have been able to share their stories. Um, Tanner Fetch and myself, Stephen Stamp, always excited to have you along with us. Make sure you hit the bell, uh, subscribe, share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just get the word out. Please help us share the good word of Lacrosse Link and see you next time.